Hello, welcome to Baby Boomer's Guide to Life in the 21st Century. My name is Patricia Amflett and I'm here with... Lex Marinos. G'day, Lex. G'day, Paddy. Today we're stepping out to Brisbane to meet Gary Thorpe OAM, who's the General Manager of 4MBS Classic FM and has been since 1989. He was in fact a founder of the community radio station which launched way back in 1979. As well as 4MBS... Gary runs a nostalgia station, Silver Memories, and I can't wait to hear about that. Silver Memories brings music to aged communities and plays a role in addressing social isolation. Gary was awarded a Pro Bono Impact 25 Award in 2022 for Silver Memories and a Churchill Fellowship in 2011 to research the use of music in the management of dementia. Hi, Gary. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Gary. You've been involved in community radio for more than four decades. How have things changed in that time at 4MBS? Well, when we started, uh, Patricia, we had LPs. uh, So we had two Mm. turntables and a reel-to-reel tape recorder, uh, and that was it. Uh, And we had about 30 or 40 volunteers, and most of us had uh, full-time jobs. So we would start our radio station at 6am, close it at uh, 9 and then go off to work and then Mm. come back and rev it up again at 6pm and go through to midnight. So, um, But now, 43 years uh, later, of course, uh, there's a lot of uh, digital uh, aspects involved. There's uh, We still have CDs here um, Mm -hmm. and we've got about 350 volunteers and we're 24-hour-a-day, every day sort of thing. So a lot of uh, changes, but the thing that has stayed the same is the passion that we have. I'm probably as excited about uh, 4MBS and what we do now as when we started uh, 43 years ago. So I suppose that's that's a major achievement in itself. Gary, I, I, know, I know Patricia's very keen to hear some more about Silver Memories, but can we just stay with MBS for a moment? Because... I'm aware that that's there's a network of MBS or fine music stations throughout Australia. Do you have much connection with the other, with two MBS FM, with three MBS FM? Do you is there much trade between the the various stations? Lex, we're pretty much independent and self-sustaining. We contribute to a program on the community radio network, which goes to air on Sundays, where we put up. Uh, concerts that we've each station has recorded. It's called Fine Music Live, so they're live concerts. So we all contribute to that on a rotational basis. Uh, We're on the phone to each other fairly regularly because we're pretty much, we've all got the same ideals and the same aims to bring uh, classical music uh, to everyone, make it accessible. Um, So we do uh, talk regularly. Uh, Before COVID, we used to get together at each radio station about every three or four months or so and talk over uh, various ideas mm-hmm. and uh, that sort of thing. Um, but I'd have to say that um, as a network, we're a fairly loose alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. Your station is well known to classical music lovers in Queensland, but uh, please tell us more about your offshoot 
Silver Memories. What is it and how is the music distributed? Yes, Patricia, Silver Memories has been around for about uh, 15 years now. Uh, It started basically because our next-door neighbour had a stroke and she ended up in an aged care home. We used to visit her and after about almost six months, we really noticed that she was fading and uh, withdrawing. And it was because at that time there was very little sort of to engage her in the aged care home. She was bedridden in, a, in bed and uh, she wasn't a big fan of uh, television, didn't, wasn't interested in sport or whatever. Um, so I got talking to her and she said her mind was back to when she was young and being courted by her mm-hmm. husband who she lost in the Second World War at the fall of Singapore. So her mind was back in the late 1930s, early 1940s. So I thought... If we start a radio station uh, that plays music from the 1930s, 40s and 50s, uh, that would in- interest her and engage her. Uh, and as it turned out, it, uh, it did. So we started uh, distributing the radio service by uh, putting the programs, 24-hour-a-day programs out on a sub-carrier frequency of our FM signal. There was no FM frequency available in Brisbane and uh, the last one that was auctioned off by the federal authorities for about $50 million. So oh, dear. Yeah, we didn't have a spare 50 mil. <laughs> we didn't have a spare 50,000. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, we decided to put a, a room in the, our facility here and build a little studio and start uh, broadcasting uh, nostalgia music. Uh, and then uh, after a while, uh, there was some attention by the local print media, an article was published and uh, in the Courier Mail and we got calls from all over the state and calls from interstate saying, can we hear this service? Uh, So we realised we needed to be able to uh, do more than just transmit Mm. just to Brisbane. Uh, So by that time we had a good team of uh, volunteer announcers uh, and we were really getting a lot of calls from aged care homes saying our residents would love this. Uh, So I had a chat at a function that I was at to a philanthropist called Tim Fairfax. He's a wonderful mm-hmm. philanthropist, he and his wife um, and his family. They're all um, terrific supporters of social issues and the arts in particular. Um, so Tim said, what do, you, what do you need to get this? And I, in a throwaway line, said, oh, it'd be great if we had a satellite service so we can get all <laughs> over Australia. And he said, uh, give me a call tomorrow. And he funded the satellite Oh, wow, fantastic. Wow. So it's um, it's available anywhere in Australia via satellite. It's in just on 200 aged care homes now, and they put put it through to the rooms in their TV sets. So they yeah. can bring it up on the TV yeah. on a dedicated channel. Uh, and then it occurred to us that if we're going through a TV, it would be nice if we had some images. Uh, so... At the moment, we provide about 5,000 images on a memory stick and they plug it into a little media player and they come up on the TV screen. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes the images might be about um, great uh, music stars of the the past. Uh, Never know, you might be in there, Patricia, uh, (laughs) in your younger days. I think we've got a photo of you. Uh, It comes up on the screen of great Aussie stars um, and also... Images of um, botanic gardens and countrysides and mm. um, lovely photos of some of the kitchen appliances from the, the past. 
and it just brings back <laughs> sort of memories, particularly when some of the younger staff in aged care walk in and look at the picture and say, what on earth is that? <laughs> yes. Gary, you're with Silver Memories. Has that been influenced by the Churchill Fellowship that you took to study the relationship between music and dementia? Does that research feed into Silver Memories? Yes, very much, uh, Lex. Uh, the Silver Memories um, research project uh, through the Churchill Fellowship enabled me to visit, there was eight centres, so I recommend you don't do more than six, but I was, you know, so taken by some of the research uh, done in various uh, locations around the world that I visited eight centres that were working in uh, reminiscence therapy, it's called. So mm -hmm. music is a very powerful reminiscence tool. So there's a lot of research happening around the world uh, using music. And also there's research using photographs, old photos and, and uh, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of uh, research taking place about reminiscence therapy. Uh, interestingly, and this is often the case with Churchill uh, fellowships, um, you find by going overseas that uh, maybe you're actually a world leader in this because they were fascinated mm. by the fact that we'd started a mm. entire radio station built around reminiscence therapy. Um, yeah, so they said, amazing, you're actually doing what we're researching to see if it will work. Uh, so we, we jumped in and uh, got it happening. Uh, and the Churchill Fellowship also um, enabled me, Lex, to make some really good contacts with researchers. And if something pops up that they think I'd be interested in, they they send me a link to a, a research paper or things like that. So it's constantly uh, evolving. Uh, and the it's interesting you mentioned the Churchill Fellowship because they've actually now got a scheme where we can apply for some funds to help further the uh, outcomes of okay. the research project. So I'm busily working on that at the moment to uh, try and get some funds to help upgrade an app. Uh, we've got a Silver Memories app. We're terribly modern. We've got a Silver Memories app now. <laughs> oh, and, get you with yeah, you and your app. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, that was a very steep learning curve, I could tell you. Um, yeah, and um, it's compatible for iPads because we want the images to be big enough for people to yeah, see yeah, them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, course. but um, now... Every you know, second person says, can I get it on my iPhone? So we're looking at making it compatible for smaller devices uh, so they can access yeah, uh, the service. Oh, Gary, there's so much going on in your life. It's marvellous. Please tell us about the 4MBS Festival of Classics because I think you've been running that since 1994. I think that'll be right. Yeah, 29 years. So it's the 30th year next year. Wow. Yeah, so it started... In 1994, just in the local area around where the radio station is located, it's in the south side of Brisbane, uh, Cooparoo, uh, and I saw that the Brisbane City Council were offering grants for mm. some local festivals. So I applied and we got it and then we had to put on a festival because I had the money to do it. But it was only $2,000, but 29 years ago that was reasonable. Oh, it so we put on half a dozen concerts in one weekend with the symphony orchestra, choirs, oh. chamber musicians, uh, solo pianists, a uh, bit of opera, 
and everything sold out. So we thought, well, we'll have to do it again next year. And we've been doing that every year now for 29 years. It's got bigger and bigger. We regularly have 25 or 30 concerts over about three weeks, sometimes about 600 musicians um, in the various uh, ensembles. So it's massive. And are these concerts that you record, do you broadcast them as well? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we record them and uh, put them up on the satellite. uh, And the interesting thing about the Festival of Classics is we only use local performers. Uh, Yes, of course. Just Queenslanders. Uh, It's designed as a platform for uh, professional and emerging uh, performers. Uh, and it's turned out to be a really good uh, stepping stone for mm. performers who maybe can't, um, because they're unknown, can't mm. get uh, a job with the opera company or the symphony orchestra. Yeah. So we're yeah. sort of like a staging post yeah. for them. So we give them the chance to be a soloist with a in a concerto with the symphony orchestra. Wow. Now that's a wonderful opportunity, which they just wouldn't be able to walk through the door of the Queensland yeah. Symphony Orchestra and say, can I play the Beethoven Violin Concerto with the orchestra? Just <laughs> not going to happen. Um, so we provide them the opportunity to do that. Um, we've had some really wonderful success stories. There's a beautiful soprano called Jessica Pratt. Now, um, one of my staff is a former opera singer from the UK and uh, she taught Jessica and she came to me and said, I think we should give Jessica a chance in the festival. And uh, as we were doing a Mozart festival eight years, so about 30 concerts of Mozart. So we got her to sing the Queen of the Night aria from Mozart's opera, The Magic Flute. It's the most difficult aria mm. in all of opera. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the, the thinking is that Mozart didn't like sopranos, so he, <laughs> he wrote this extraordinarily difficult aria uh, for them to torture them, in other words, and uh, she sang this, and the audience were on their feet, standing ovation. Oh, how beautiful. The, the orchestra gave her an ovation, and she had this huge beaming smile. Uh, we filmed the concert. It's, it's glorious. And within about five years, we also gave her a role in a um, cut-down version of another Mozart opera mm. uh, that we put on as well. And uh, within about five years, she had her debut at Covent Garden wow. in London as a lead singer in uh, some operas, and she just had her Metropolitan Opera New York debut uh, two years ago, three years ago now. Oh, congratulations. So, That's fantastic. Yeah. So we give uh-huh. them a go. We, we take a risk on them and um, we say, you know, go for it, and if it works for you, fantastic, you know. Uh, so that's what they are festivals basically about. Now, now somewhere you seem to be indefatigable, uh, Gary. Somewhere in there, there's a Shakespeare festival as well. Yes, 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 indeed. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you, what are you, what's going on? What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I hated Shakespeare when I was at high school. I thought it was boring as anything. Um, but a few years ago, probably about oh, 17, 18 years ago, um, as part of what we do in providing employment to local uh, performers, we started um, commissioning plays from local playwrights and getting a local actor to act it out. Uh, so um, when we did the Mozart year, that same year as young Jessica Pratt performed for us, um, I thought it'd be a good idea to do the play Amadeus. It's about Mozart and, you know, Academy Award winning uh, 
movie and it was a play originally. Uh, so we did it as part of our Festival of Classics and it was so extraordinary, such a wonderful event because we did it in the Grand Lodge of the Masonic Temple here in Brisbane. It felt like you were back in the 1700s. It was extraordinary experience. We did it the following year and then we toured it to Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra, Hobart, uh, the full wow. Queensland production, standing ovation every night uh, from the audiences. And so uh, inspired uh, by that, I thought we've got wonderful talent here, wonderful acting talent. And then one of the actors said to me, we're not really getting many opportunities to do the great classic uh, Shakespearean roles. Uh, the, the big government-funded theatre companies here sort of uh, seem to have given up on Shakespeare. So I said, okay, let's put on a Shakespeare festival. Uh, so I got some money from a local Brisbane city councillor. I was on a committee uh, with her, you know, deciding whether to fund park benches and stuff like that. And one day she happened to say, oh, you know, I've got some money. It would be nice if we had a little festival in Oxford Street at Belimba. And I said, what about a Shakespeare festival? She was a bit taken aback, I think. Um, so I walked down Oxford Street here at Belimba. It's quite an upmarket sort of place. And I said, we could put a Shakespeare film on in the cinema. We could have a Shakespeare dinner in the restaurant. We could have uh, Shakespeare sonnets in the little cafe there. And at the end of the weekend, we'd do a full production of a play in the park for free. Uh, so we did, and it was Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh. Mm. Always just, works well in the park. Always goes well in the park. Absolute magic. And uh, we had about a 1,000 people turn up with rugs and, you know, picnics and everything. And uh, she said, oh, that was fantastic. Uh, what about next year? So we've been doing it every year for the last uh, Excellent work. Years. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, I must say, I actually I absolutely love Shakespeare now. <laughs> You're a convert. Yes, yes. And uh, again, we've had some terrific success. The fellow that we appointed as the artistic director, because he knew his Shakespeare, um, was appointed as an artist in residence at the Royal Albert Hall in London two years ago. Ooh. Oh, wow. Excellent. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. done some work with the Globe Theatre in, um, in London as well and toured around with some Shakespeare there. Uh, so he's... He's doing really quite well, and we gave him the opportunity to act and fully produce Shakespeare productions in the park. They're fantastic fun, uh, Lex. They just I know, I know. Yeah. they are absolutely. Oh gosh, there's the Shakespeare Festival, Silver Memories. It just goes on and on. The Queensland Choir. You've played such a, an integral part in Brisbane's cultural life. We wish there were more, more Gary Thorpe's. Tell me, Gary, what's next on your to-do list? Ah, yes, I've started to lobby a few politicians about building a replica Shakespeare Globe Theatre here in Brisbane. Oh. Wow, that'd be as, good. As an education centre, a yes. cultural centre, um, an employment centre for actors, so they would you know, do guided tours, that sort of thing, put on full productions, uh, wouldn't just be Shakespeare, you could do all sorts of things in there, but we'd make it a 21st century globe theatre. So instead of a thatched roof, we'd have solar panels uh, on the roof to, to run the theatre. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'd film everything, stream it all around the country to schools and drama <laughs> schools and that sort of thing. Um, 
and that's sort of one of the uh, projects that we've got in mind. Uh, we've done a few big projects uh, 10 years ago. No, it was 12 years ago. We put on a massive symphony. It's called the Gothic Symphony. Uh, it's in the Guinness Book of Records. It's the world's largest symphony. Um, and I was in London in 1980 for a performance of it. It requires about 500 musicians. Who's that by? Who, who, who wrote uh, it? A little-known British composer called Havergal Bryan. And okay. he's, he wrote, he was one of the most prolific composers of the 20th century, but no one knew about him. He, he wrote 32 symphonies, 22 of them after the age of 80. <laughs> so he's like a, a geriatric prodigal. Um, mm. Instead of a child prodigy, yeah. and uh, none of his works were released on record in his lifetime. He lived to ninety-six years of age. Um, born in eighteen seventy-six and died in nineteen seventy-two. He's a British composer. Yeah. Um, but he just used to write these works and stick them in a cupboard. And uh, now every one of his symphonies and four operas and concertos have all been recorded. Um, uh, but the poor fellow died without knowing any of this. Um, it's a tragic story. There was a book written about his life called Ordeal by Music. Uh, <laughs> <in> the, <laughs> wow, uh, what a title. Yeah, extraordinary uh, thing. We actually, um, when we managed to uh, get the Gothic Symphony done in Brisbane, people flew from all over the world to be there uh, and it took, uh, took me 28 years from when I had the idea that we might do it to get it done here, 28 years. Uh, so my hair was black when I started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, lastly, classical music lovers outside of Brisbane can simply Google 4MBS to tune in, but please remind us once again, how can listeners tune into Silver Memories? Through the app, uh, Patricia's the best way. Uh, mm. It's very affordable. It's about less than $80 a year uh, mm. for it, and as well as being able to hear uh, the 24-hour-day programs and the lovely announcers and the special programs, uh, you can also get the images and a whole lot of quizzes and some on-demand uh, programs as well. So it's sort of like a whole little mini lifestyle um, service for mm. people, the the app is the best way to get it anywhere in Australia. Um, if any aged care homes are interested, just go to the Silver Memories website, silvermemories.com.au. And we've started uh, doing a series of live concerts in our, we have a performance studio attached to the radio station. We film them and send them out to the aged care homes because during COVID, they couldn't get any entertainers in mm -hmm. because they're in lockdown. So we film them and we send them out these live concerts of um, things like the Andrews Sisters Tribute Band and things like that. Um, so all those things can be accessed again uh, through the app. Uh, so that's probably the best way. Oh, Gary, that's fantastic. Thanks so much for your time today and talking to us. And, and more broadly, uh, thank you for the great uh, contribution you've made to the promotion of a cultural life in Queensland. Thank you, Lex. Thank you. Gary Thorpe, General Manager for MBS. Let's talk again, huh? Look forward to it. Okay. Thanks, Gary. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.